Hey, this is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and on the episode for with me today is Scott James. Scott, where are you at, and what are you up to? I am uh, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, uh, just east east side, about five minutes from Columbus, Ohio, in a place called Bexley. I'm the head girls coach at Bexley High School, uh, and this has been my third year there, so as the girls soccer coach. Um, and what has been uh, what's it been like, uh, kind of? being so early in the, your program, what were some of the things that you, when you started out that you felt like you wanted to kind of put in place? Well, I, I'm an alumni of Bexley. And so, and I've been coaching baseball, soccer. I was at the boys side. So there's been a lot of different variety there, but the first thing I wanted to get with when I took over the girls position was positivity. Um, there has been a culture of a lot of negative things going on. And Bexley girls soccer has a great history in the state. They've had, they have one state championship and several finalists. Uh, so I wanted to get back to that. And I think the biggest thing we had to do was create an, a, an environment of positivity. And I think the senior class that we had that year really bought into it. And everybody kind of bought in and really loved it. And it set the tone for the rest of the, the next three years, which has been great. How, how do you go about setting that positive tone? What kind of thing did you kind of do with the girls to start laying that foundation? Well, the biggest thing we did was we had a lot more team activities. Um, i trying to think what we did that first year. The first year we had like an Olympics type event where we, all the girls chose their teams and they, we did like a soccer Olympic type event. I think we had like a backwards kick. Um, we had like a, a, uh, farthest kick with your off foot just various things like that we did a 3v3 tournament i called the trios tournament uh and then we just everything we said we remained positive I, the best thing you can say is saying is making sure you say things that are positive yes there can be you can correct the girls on things but it has to be in a positive manner it can't you can't demean them you can't make ridicule them you always have to just be like hey here's the other side of the and i think the girls really appreciated that, that they were so used to being brought down and everything. And it was kind of like, all right, hey, we're saying this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Hey, you might be not doing what we want you to do, but we're going to encourage you to get it up that way. And so I, I instituted a lot of um, a daily text. I, I had sent out a daily text with a daily quote for the day. Um, I had a couple of alumni always text me back and say, hey, Coach James, I miss those texts in college. And I'm like, <laughs> A little weird if I did that still, but it was, it, we did stuff like that. We just made sure we focused on positivity as much as we can. Um, and it's been, it's been fun. So it's been a fun ride so far. It sounds like the communication is super important for you within your program. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge thing on communication. Uh, we use TeamSnap and I tell the parents from day one, I'm going to over communicate. <laughs> so just get ready for it. And <laughs> I, so many times I look at team snap and I look at the emails and they say, no email, no email. And I'm wondering if like, Oh wow. Did I email too much? But I want them to know, like, I want them to know that I'm constantly thinking about soccer, how to get the team better, how to get the players better. Um, I also want the parents to know what is happening in the program because I've been a part of programs, whether I was a coach or a player, or I've seen other things where people don't communicate your expectations. You don't communicate what's happening. Even as simple as, hey, we're switching practice from one location to a different location, or, hey, we have to change times. 
sometimes the, the players don't uh, communicate that to the parents. So I want to make sure the parents know like they're in the loop. And I know the parents, they joke with me all the time. I, I have too many emails, uh, but I'm just like, hey, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about soccer. I want to make sure that you guys know what is going on. So I, we always constantly talk to them about their communication um, expectations. We talk about uh, uh, self-evaluations before the season, after the season. Actually, I just collected a bunch of them today, and I'm going to be looking at that tonight. And we, con we constantly talk to them because we want them to know there, there shouldn't be a guessing game as a player. Should be like, I don't know if coach feels like this way. I don't know what do you want. They they should know how I feel. And I don't want them to be ever afraid of me. I know some of the freshmen sometimes they get a little scared of me. Um, because you know, I, I usually have a goatee and all this, I'm bald and they, they kind of look I, I look angry all the time. And I'm like, guys, I'm really not. I, I'm I'm really an easy guy to get along with. But when I'm in practice mode, I'm in practice mode. So and I and that's the expectations I set with the girls too. It's like when we're in practice mode, it's it's time for practice. All right, we can we can goof around before practice. We can we can have a good time, but at, when we're at practice, let's focus on it. I love the idea of having players understanding like their roles, responsibilities, but not only them, but by putting it out there in the team snap, the parents know. So there, the expectations yeah. are clear across the board. So you know, even if you're sitting in the stands, here's the expectation I have for your daughter. Um, as a player for my team and it kind of clears up any confusion or ways that people can miss mm. kind of misconstrue things um you where have you have you coached before uh being at bexley this is uh my 19th year as a girls soccer coach um it's pretty funny actually so i, I graduated in bexley from bexley five um and then kind of went to capital university i i had it with the, with the men's team playing and then I, when I graduated at Bexley, I always wanted to be a coach. I actually started at the rec department as a t-ball coach. So mm -hmm. I've been coaching for 26 years. My dad was a coach, um, and I, I've, I've just always been around coaching. And uh, my, when I took my first teaching job, hey, go in, meet the administration, make, make an impression felt, all that. So the, I remember going into the administration one day, an admin meeting, and I introduced myself. I went to the athletic director. I'm like, hey. If you need anything, I can be a, I can be a scorekeeper. I can be a ticket taker. You know, I'm a first year teacher. I'm trying to make an impression. Anything you need, I can do whatever you need. Next day, he calls me up. He said, does that offer still stand? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, we need a girls soccer coach. And so at that time, I, my, my goal was baseball. I was all about baseball. I thought I was gonna be a baseball coach. And I'm like, I, I started thinking about it. I talked to my fiance, which was my wife at the time or now. And I said, what do you think? And we, I was like, all right, let's try it. I, I love soccer. I played soccer my whole life. I was an announcer for Bexley as a soccer a soccer team. So I'd always been around soccer. It was just, I never thought of myself as a soccer coach. So I took it there. I was, I was head coach at Franklin Heights High School for uh, seven years for the girls team. We didn't have the best record all the time, but the girls got better. And they loved being around the game. I think they loved being at practice more than anything else. And I still, I still stay in contact with a lot of those girls. And so then I, after seven years, I decided to step back and I was just going to take a year off. And then uh, one of the guys who used to be my ball kid when I was in high school, he uh, was a boys coach at the time. He's like, Hey, I need a JVB coach. Would you be interested? I'm like, sure. I want to get back and actually, I'd love to do it. It'd be great. So I did that for three years and I was varsity assistant for two years at the boys team. 
then JDA coach. And then this girl's job came up. Um, and the assistant coach at the time was actually one of my former players from the boys' side. He asked me, hey, this job's going to come up. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, let's do it. I've, it was always my dream to become the Bexley girls soccer coach. Just because after seeing all their success, being a part of that first I was the announcer for their first ever game. It was a fun time. And I was, I was like, you know what? I should be, I want to be a part of this and at least and bring up the program. And it helps that I have a 10 year old daughter that really like looks up to the girls. She loves being around them. And she's like, dad, you got to take this. I mean, she was like seven at the time, but she's like, dad, you have to take this job. And she's, I think she's already thinking about when she's in high school. So who knows? That's, I've been there, been here since uh, 2019. And it's been, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride. What, when you look back at the, the Franklin Heights time, wh- how were you how were you different then than what you are now? How did you go about, you know, kind of going in like just, all right, let's rock and roll and, and the girls enjoyed it. But what things do you look back and go, uh, maybe not what I should have been doing or that maybe you did differently when you went to ended up at Bexley? Oh, man, I was intense. And I was a young, I mean, I was mid-20s. I was all about winning. And I, I, I had a lot of a lot of rants with the girls for not playing their best, and I was I was hyper focused on winning. And I look at it now, and I'm like, whoa. And there are times in games I had to have the players like settle me down because I was just very intense. Also, I, I was doing a lot of joysticking. I was like, hey, go here, go there, go there. I was telling them, you know, like a like a rec soccer coach, hey, let's do this, this, and this. But I look at myself now, and I'm like, whoa, I don't do that as much as I used to. And I think it was just going through the coaching thing, just going through the coaching experience and understanding that I don't need to control things in the game. That that's, we prepare them in practice for the game. And I think just being way too intense on winning. I mean, we didn't have, we never had the best winning record. I mean, I had a girls, I joke around with the, the coaches we were playing. I'm like, yeah, you have girls been playing since they're four years old altogether. I have girls with like two weeks experience and the girls, <laughs> And, and I'm still teaching girls X's and O's and, and trying to teach them how to kick a ball, but, you know, gave me everything they got. And I really appreciated that looking back on it now. And I'm like, wow, I, I'm, I'm glad I had that experience just to, you know, get my head on right and learn that it's not about winning. It's about developing the program. And I have a lot of girls that I, I keep track of on Facebook. They message me. Sometimes I have one of my former players text me every once in a while. She's, she's coaching her, daughter um at a club program right now she asked she's asking me for advice and I that just I love that I absolutely love being able to you know talk to the to their coaches and I can see the same mistakes that I was making that they're doing now and I'm like hey try something different so I think from now I'm I'm yes I want to win I, that's not a question but I'm more on developing the players and getting them ready for their life because after you get out of high school it, it, it gets hard and I want to make sure the girls are ready for whatever their life is going to happen to them. And in, in soccer is as much, I never thought I'd say this when I was a younger coach, but soccer is a part of it. It's about being there, having fun and focusing on and working on teamwork skills. There's a lot of, lot of things that they can learn in life and ready for their future. So that's what we're focused on now. Um, yeah, definitely love winning, but it's I try to not focus so much on winning. It's more or less how they're working in practice, how their effort affects that, and an attitude as well. Uh, you mentioned earlier that your your dad was a coach. Did he coach uh, mm-hmm. soccer as well, or what was his main sport? 
So in high school, he was a football player, basketball player, and a baseball player. He didn't really pick up soccer until I took it because I'm the oldest child. He took up soccer you know, my first grade year, whatever it was, and he learned the game. Um, he, he really helped me out. Uh, and, and I think his grand, I think his dad was a coach as well, so it's in my, it's in my blood. Uh, he really helped me out uh, understanding how to treat the game. And the biggest thing is he helped me out with is being able to separate being a dad and a coach because I've coached both my kids like mm-hmm. in soccer, baseball, basketball, everything. And I always got to tell the, my kids like, Hey, I practice. I'm coached. When we're in the car, we got to separate. Sometimes it blurs a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> I ask them like what they're thinking, what, what advice they have for me. So we really bounce things off. But I learned that a lot from my dad. Um, he really helped me out with that type of thing. And then he, he eventually when he became a referee, so I would always talk to him like that's the one thing we could really talk about and not argue so much was soccer. And um, he passed away recently. So I missed that. I wish he could have seen this run. Uh, but it was really great to like think that he's up there watching me or whatever it is. And but we could we used to talk about soccer all the time. He, he followed us last year. We made district finals and he was watching it online in Florida with my brother. So it was really good to you know, always talk to him about it. I can bounce ideas off him. And uh, he always gives me, he always used to give me a lot of advice about coaching. So I learned a ton from him. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. The other thing I was going to ask, so uh, started with girls, bounced around, did some boys, and now back to girls. What's the, what are some of the differences and what makes <laughs> the, the girls sides maybe a little bit more enjoyable? <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of different things. I've had this question asked a lot and, the boys, they get it quick. And, and, and as, as males, we sometimes just don't even think about it and just go. And they, they don't want to know the why. They just want to go and go and go. Um, with the girls, I really enjoy them asking me, hey, coach, why are we doing this drill? Or, hey, what's the point of this drill? And you kind of have to explain it. This is, hey, this is why we're doing it. And then we kind of put it into the perspective. All right, this is a midfield drill. We're working on breaking out, getting the balls to the wings, crossing it in. And we give them kind of more perspective. So they're more introspective and understanding the game. And just watching the two game, two sports too, I really love watching women's soccer and girls soccer. It's more technical. It's more tactical. It's They're actually playing soccer. And I'm sorry, I know you're boys coach. But sometimes <laughs> they play the game like it's supposed to be played. Where sometimes you see boys teams, it's whoever wins the fight the most. They, it's just a battle. It's just, it's physicality, which can be great, but sometimes it's just not as technical and tactical as it could be. So in coaching the girls, they, they'll tell you, Hey, this isn't working right now. I, we need to do something better. And just being able to communicate that. So I enjoy the challenge of it. Um, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the challenge of the boys, the boys, sometimes we just, it was like two Rams. We just butt heads a lot and a lot of egos going on. Um, girls, not so much, which has been, which has been really nice. And it helps that I, I coached a lot of their older brothers too. So that always helps. So I have the family rapport with them as well. well. I think it goes full circle back to your early on with your over communicating of like here's yeah. the expectations and roles. So now the girls kind of understand what they're supposed to be doing, but the, to be able to say to a coach, I'm not really sure why we're doing this, or I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing in this spot uh, bodes really well for you as you continue to grow this program. Mm-hmm. And I've had it before where a couple of times, I think it was my first year. I was like, girls, I'm not very comfortable with this. Like, I think, I think it was set pieces or something. I can't remember the exact topic it was. 
And I'm like, girls, I'm not very comfortable with this. Can you help me out? And they were, they were willing, they weren't like, if I had said with the boys, oh, it would have been, have been a firestorm. The girls <laughs> were like, okay, hey coach, let's, we can do this. And then we kind of talked it through and then we were able to get more comfortable with it. So it's been, it's been a good learning experience for me and for them as well. So you mentioned your run this year. So what exactly went down with your group this year? Oh, wow. It was especially coming after COVID last year. Last year, we were district finalists. Um, we went to overtime and we were one penalty kick away from winning district final. So the girls were motivated. Um, and I think that really helped us in the off season because we lost the like six, six seniors from the year before. So we had a bunch of seniors coming back this year. And that's all we talked about um, from January 1st when we did futsal to weightlifting to everything in the summer, the girls were really focused on it. So we had some, we had some ups and downs. We lost our uh, main keeper uh, right before our first or second game of the season. She had a concussion and she ended up being out for two, two months. And she came back right before the playoffs which was great because she was a, um, she's, she's already committed to a college. So we, that was the kind of the glue that we needed. Uh, but most of the time we played good. We had a really good schedule. I tried to schedule teams. Um, I talked to a former coach up actually, he said, Hey, schedule everybody, schedule everybody outside your area, just so you can see how other styles work. So we played up at North Royalton, which is up near Cleveland, which is a D one school. The girls walked in and it was like, this was like a huge place. It was like a college. <laughs> um, we went out east. We played an east team. We played um, a couple of north central teams. We tried to play teams a lot around away, away from Columbus just so we can get that experience. And I think the North Royalton really helped us because when we went to regionals, we went an hour away. And so being on the bus for that long, the girls were used to that. And it was really easy for them to get it. But I think it really all came together after um, our last game. It was I think we lost our last game of the season. And then it was just like girls. And I was kind of the seniors realizing, Hey, our, our days are numbered. We don't know how many more days we have. And I think we all really bonded well together and realized, Hey, we got to take this and came together as a team and battled together as a team. Uh, we battled a very hard, a very tough Granville squad in the district finals. They beat us the year before two zero. And we came out and just played one of our best games ever. We just played um, very physical pressing, uh, just a great style, and we we came out with the win. Which and then the district se- or the regional semis and the regional finals were both really tough teams, and the girls just battled together. They were excited to be there and excited to make this run, and then making the state final four. And we I mean we were we held the team scoreless for seventy minutes. I'm sorry, sixty eight minutes or something like that, and, and we played good. And I think the girls are starting to realize that hey, we're a good squad. And it, it was more or less us talking to them back to that positivity is constantly talking. Even if we had a bad performance in the regular season, when we knew we should have played well, was girls, you're better than this, right? We want elite soccer players. And that means you have to go out and work your tail off in practice. I don't care what's going on with your, with your friends, with your school, family, whatever you focus on practice, get your focus here. And it was constantly reminding them that and telling them, Hey girls, you're one of the best teams in the state. You just got to focus. And I think they started buying into it in this in the tournament, and that's why we were able to make that you know great run. I'm I'm still it was like a week ago, and I'm still I can't believe it happened. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, one of the things is I went to a couple of the state final games for the on the boys side this past weekend. 
And one of the things that stood out for me, and you mentioned it, was in the game, all four goalkeepers I thought were spectacular. Um, Just solid with their, you know, solid hands, great distribution, just like in the chaotic moments seemed to be calm. So it sounds like it was a huge, huge boost getting your keeper back. Oh, it was huge. Um, She was our starting keeper the last two years, so she's a senior. I think she only gave up in the last two years, maybe 10 to 15 goals or something, even this year. Like, and, and she stood on her head, uh, to, to use the hockey term, on, at Granville against the district final. Even in the state semifinal, she stood on her head. Like, she was the, she was the rock that we were missing in the back line because our back line is extremely solid. And we needed that consistent performance. And the girls that, you know, stepped up for her while, while she was gone, they, they did great too. It's just sometimes we just had some momentary lapses. And she came in and was playing awesome. Um, and we really fed on that, and that really helped us out. Yeah, so it's just like hockey. You ride, you can ride a hot goalkeeper as long as you can. Um, and, yeah, I watched the uh, girls' D- D2 final. You have solid goalkeeping. You can go a long way. So, yeah, ne- I think next year we'll have, we'll have some solid goalkeeping as well. So hopefully that can keep us going. <laughs> so that was going to be my next question. So here you are in year three. I'm about to head in year three. I'd love to make a run like what you just oh, yeah. did. But- <laughs> Where does where where do you go from here? Like, where what does what is the what was kind of the post game discussion? And then, like, talking with your staff, what are some of your future? Like, all right, so last year you were so fired up to get back, yeah, and because you knew you were so close. Now you've gotten even closer. What's the mindset? What kind of things do you take away from the whole experience? Well, we had a uniform pick up today, and I was talking to the girls. I'm like, girls, our schedule is not easy. I'm a big firm believer of getting a tough schedule to prepare you to get you battle tested for the tournament. And I told the girls, Hey, we're having a tough schedule. Be ready for it. And all the girls, I mean, they're in different sports right now. And I probably shouldn't say this, but they're they're all coach. We miss soccer. (laughs) Like she plays basketball and I went over to go watch her and I I yelled her nickname. And she's like, coach, I almost cried when you said that. She's like, I miss soccer so much. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. Play on that. Focus on basketball. You're doing great. But it's, it's, now the motivation is to get in there to get in the weight room um, we haven't really had an official meeting yet with the girls because you know the Ohio high school rules mm-hmm. but we're looking at it is we're hitting Jan- we're at January 1st hits we're hitting the weight room and we're doing futsal it's and I think we have a good junior class that's going to be really leaders and they're going to get the girls to buy, buy in and I think every girl from you know our bottom girl and JVB up to varsity they're going to see they saw the run they, most of the girls came to the games with us and I think they were living through, vicariously through us. And I think they see themselves, hey, we can make this step. And now it's just, now they believe. And now they have to realize, hey, we're going to have a target on our, for most of the season next year, if not all the season. And it's working hard in the off season. Uh, and that's going to be the number one target. When, I, when we have our awards ceremony, I'm going to be like, girls, guys, we got to focus on the winter. Winter and spring and summer are the times to shine. That's how we get better in the fall. But staff, we're all ready, fired up. I think we're, we're on a group text. We're always texting each other and stuff that we have. I think that's the worst thing about being out of season. I see all these things on Twitter. I see all these things on Instagram, like good practice. I wish I could do this right now. So I, I, te- I text them to everybody and everybody loves it. So I think we're going to be very motivated next year. And I think we, I mean, we have a good shot. We have a lot of good returners, solid returners coming back. Is there, are you excited to one day possibly have your daughter on the team? 
yeah <laughs> as much headaches as she can cause me sometimes I love the girl um she's around every single time and I and I what she really loves is that they're like big sisters to her like she sees them as all big sisters and all the girls at my wife always asks me are you sure the girls like her are you sure girls like her around <laughs> I'm like the girls I have her today is Aubrey going to be here today I'm like no she's got x y and z going on no I can't wait to get her up there because I know her her class is going to be pretty good um and she took a year off from soccer uh, I'm trying to convince her to be a goalie because she has really good hands and good foot skills or foot footwork but I don't know yeah I can't wait to get her in there because I mean I've coached her in softball I've coached her in basketball I can't wait to see her what she's going to do in high, in high school soccer yeah so I, I yeah definitely can't wait What's been the what's been the uh, experience working with the boys coach in the in at Bexley? It's been pretty pretty good. Um, luckily, the two coaches I've dealt with the one I was the assistant coach under it when he was varsity, and the guy currently now I played high school with him, so we have a good rapport. So like the JBA coach, who was my son's coach, he uh, I I taught him at Franklin Heights. I got him into coaching. So the JVB coach actually. Um, I coached club with him. So, and then uh, the varsity assistant, I coached him on the boys' side. So we're all very familiar. Um, I think that's what we didn't have before is the girls' coaches and boys' coaches didn't really mesh very well. Um, I'm trying to make sure that, like, we're a big brotherhood, like bro- our big family. Boys, The boys came out to our games. We came out to their games. I'm getting texts from the boys' coaches. We're, we're texting back and forth. We're trying to make it sure it's not just boys' soccer, girls' soccer. It's Bexley soccer. And that's what we're looking at. And we have a group report. Um, I bounce ideas off of him. He bounces ideas off of me. Uh, it's been great. It's been great to work together. It's no, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably have some problems later on, but otherwise it's been great. It's, we can work well together. We can share the half the field with each other. Uh, it's been great. The one thing that I've enjoyed hearing is that it seems like everything along the way has been someone you've kind of made a relationship yeah. Um, you know, when someone's like, Hey, do you want to take over the JVB team? Or, Hey, would you like to, and even this, it's cool that the coaches that are within the Bexley program are ones that you've either coached or you've played with or worked with, um, and continues to go back to that communication relationship, all those types oh, of yeah. things you continue to always continue to share. Yeah. And it's, and that helps. I mean, and that's what Bexley is. Bexley is a, a community of like 2.2 square miles. We're a suburb, but everybody knows everybody. And then once you graduate, you leave for a little bit and then you come back. We have a small town feel like you pretty much know everybody that's ever graduated through here. Um, so and, and everybody comes back. They bring their kids back because the schools are fantastic. So they want to make sure they have excellent schooling. Um, and then they always share along their love of sports, too. So yeah, it, pretty much all the Bexley people, you're like, oh, yeah, I went to high school with them. I, I know this person. I know that person. So that, that's been the great thing. That's why I'm actually, I was born in Florida and we moved up here my, before my freshman year of high school. And I always thought I was going to move back to Florida. I, I left Bexley for a few years. My wife was like, hey, we can get a house here. We came back to Bexley. So it's, it's just a small town feel. Everybody loves being around here. It's, it's, it's awesome. Well, you even said that when you graduated high school, you're like, I'm going to end up back at Bexley and I'm going to coach here, yeah. which I think is so cool like you said the the people of the town are like so ingrained uh with that was there uh what was the community's kind of did they rally around the girls as they went through this playoff experience 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, There's a lot of Facebook uh, messages. I would always get tons of texts from people. Uh, they always come out to the games. I, I think I would say the regional semi, we've had a few hundred people there. Uh, a lot of people were following us on, on Twitter. I'd always get texts from people. They, they seem to really rally around, especially if you had kids and kids in the program or kids. I had on the state semifinal, I had three of my former players, the seniors from my first year were there. I had a couple parents from there. It was great to see them. Like, and I, I looked at a couple of them like, guys, this is for you. You guys started this. Like, I hope you guys realize you're still a part of this program. Uh, it, it, it's been, been awesome. And, and that's the thing about Bexley is when, when there's somebody being successful, everybody rallies around it and they will be there for them. Uh, so yeah, we had a great community support. I'm hoping to get us in a, uh, spoiler alert to my, my players if they're listening. We're going to have a parade. I'm going to try to get us a, a float in the July 4th parade. Um, I, I just talked to a city council person last night. They're going to have us at a city council meeting. So I'm like, I didn't think that was possible, but hey, if, if they're going to have this, it's great. It's, we're, it's been a great to, you know, unite the community with, with soccer, which is, it's been a great. I think the, that's so cool when they start to realize the impact they're making beyond just the field. And you even talked about earlier, just like I'm preparing these girls not only to be really good soccer players, but for life and to be able to have some alumni come back or the parents that you've made a connection with, uh, I think speaks volumes um, for that. The neat thing about this is you said Bexley had a rich kind of history of having success then had a kind of a dry run. Has it been exciting to see that you, like you kind of took this challenge on, let's try to get this Bexley ship righted and here you are rocking and rolling. So how much do you take and say, Hey, I'm glad I've done this and, but the job's not done. <laughs> Every day. Uh, the, I, the coach who used to, who had, was part of the run and stuff. He, he texted me, Scott Dempsey he texted me. He's like, Hey coach, you're doing great. Cause he's an alumni too. He's like, good job getting it back and forth. and like getting it back on there. I'm like, I'm just trying to keep my head above water right now. Like, <laughs> I, I love the ride. It's a great ride. Uh, I just want to make sure we're doing the right things every day. And that, and that's the thing is trying to make sure the girls are doing the th- right thing in the classroom, right thing out in the community and, you know, everything else will come. Like we'll, we'll put the work in an off season. We'll put the work in the summer. It's making sure we're being the, a good human being more than anything else. And then we'll, we'll come whatever success happens. I, I never thought I'd say that, you know, ask me 20 years ago, I would say that. I'm like, no, I want to win, win, win. I, I've got it matured. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's, it's, it's doing the right thing and making sure that, that they learn from it. I want, and I've had a couple of parents tell me this and, and it's great that these girls are going to have this experience with them. Like they, we rode a coach bus to the state semi, all these great memories that they have are, are because of this run. And I, I want the girls, the younger girls to see this. Hey, it's possible. You can do this. You saw these girls do it. You were part of the program. It's getting them to believe in themselves more than anything and, and just being a right, good person. I mean, that's what we're trying to do more than anything else. Is there a, uh, like a, a feeder program, like a middle school program or anything like that? Or is it mainly just that once they get to you, they've either played club or rec soccer? Yeah, mainly it's club and rec. Um, the finances aren't very good for a middle school program for us. Uh, I'm trying to work on that. Um, I'm still trying to, we have, we have a lot of location issues, so we don't really have the, like, since we're 22.2 square miles, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to um, rent fields from places, and sometimes the money doesn't work out that way, so we're still trying to 
work on that. I would love to have a middle school program. It would be fantastic. We're just not at that stage yet. So we, we get a lot of team. We got a lot of girls from club. Um, we get a handful of girls from the rec, from rec um, programs. Uh, and that's the biggest thing is just trying to get them to play around. So uh, I'm, I'm sending out an email here to the eighth graders here tonight to get them excited for uh, January, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, the one thing too you mentioned earlier was like sharing. You get one half, and the boys get one half. So what's yeah. the kind of dynamic? Because I think a lot of people look at it and go, "Oh, they're doing really well because they've got uh, their own field and they get to have all these facilities." <laughs> and you were talking about when they went to the team up north, and they were like, "Wow, this is amazing! This is like a college yeah. campus." Um, so what is kind of the like? What size is Bexley, and what have you? So we're Division Two. Um, we only have two turf fields. So we have the main field and then we have a practice field. The main field is usually taken up by football. And so everybody has to play in around football. And then we have middle school football, boys soccer, girls soccer, field hockey to all figure out time space. So it is a logistic nightmare. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm scheduling, so I'm kind of help organize things. Um, we also have a grass field, but I always tell my girls, I will not practice on grass fields. Just because, and it's not even a good grass field. It's really a dog park. So we have to dodge dog stuff, dog stuff, obstacles, dogs itself sometimes. And I, and we don't practice, we don't play many games on grass. We only play on turf. So our time frames, and I, one of the things I tell the girl, the parents in the beginning, I, hey, some days we'll be at four o'clock, some day we'll be at 5 30, some day we'll be at 7 30. Just it's how it fits. Luckily, we're, we're able to get, um, most of the time we get a field to ourselves with it. We'd share with our JV team. Uh, sometimes I would have to like beg and plead the boys. Hey, can I get a half a field for maybe an hour? Just to, just cause of space wise. Cause if there's a field hockey game or a middle school football game going on, we lose that main field. And now we only have one field for like four teams. So it's just kind of finding the right delicate fit more than anything. I think it's kind of cool. Cause it's real life, like control what you can control. So girls, yeah. I know this is maybe not ideal, but look, we're going to make the best of it. Here's what we're going to do. Um, and then rock and roll. And then gives them the appreciation, like you said, of taking a, like a chartered bus yeah. and going to, to some games and stuff. And you're like, wait, this is really cool. Like, yeah, you put the work in. The stuff that people don't see can give you opportunities like what you got to experience this year. Yeah, it was nice. Well, we had a clap out for the state semifinals and the girls are like walking around with their phones, like taking videos and all their classmates are standing there clapping for them. Uh, and then they saw the bus and they were just like floored. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, if you get this far, like you said, if you get there this far, this is the, this is the spoils right now. Like, this is good. Let's enjoy this. We still have work to do. So if we look forward, uh, where does coach Scott James see himself in the next five, 10 years? Are we building Bexley into a, like a dynasty? Are we trying to build something that people look at and go, that's one of the solid girls programs in Ohio? That's, that's my goal. That's my goal. I have no, no uh, indications to go anywhere else. I mean, my daughter's going to be in sixth grade next year. So I've got a few more years, but I, and I've I still got like 11, 12 years left of teaching. So I don't plan on going anywhere. That's my goal is to build, uh, get Bexley back to where it was in the early 2000s, uh, just to get it to be a program and just be respected more than anything else is I want people to go, Hey, they're doing things the right way. They're doing it how it should be done. Uh, I want to make sure we have a good reputation sportsmanship wise. I don't want to be a bunch of jerks. Like I told the girls, Hey, let's, 
always pick up our, our the opponents. Let's be good about things. So yeah, the goal is to try to build a dynasty, but you know, I'm more worried about trying to build better people right now than anything else. Is um, as you kind of look forward, I just drew a blank on what that guy was going to say. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I was going to ask the Bexley in terms of, you said it's really close to Columbus. So what are some of the other yeah. like bigger schools that maybe you look at and go, that's something we kind of like to, to be similar to. I'd say um, New Albany, uh, which is a D1 school up in Northeast uh, Columbus. It's a very um, affluent area. That's kind of what we are, a more affluent suburb. Uh, let's see here, what else? Uh, Orangetangi, uh, which is a little north of us, is a Division One program. Those things, Granville is always a top team in Division Two, which is the same size as us. Uh, those type of teams are the teams that I'm looking at trying to be. Uh, a Watterson. Uh, just I, I want to be like like those type of teams, so we can be ready and you know face the, everybody else in the state. And you were talking about playing all the all the year long. So is it just kind of futsal and weightlifting, or are there other opportunities that you you have open fields and such? So what we do in in January is the, the seniors. Uh, with the seniors to be, I just say, hey girls, we're gonna play futsal. I schedule the dates and. The girls do everything else. I just go and watch, which is fantastic. I just sit there. I'll keep track of time, laugh at people if they start falling on the ground or something. But I sit there and watch. We'll do weightlifting and then um, <clears throat> we'll probably do open fields in the summer and then whatever Ohio high school decides with the 10 days. Yes. Uh, and then we'll use our 10 days. We are in a uh, summer tournament and we do a summer team camp. Uh, so that's pretty much what we do in the summer. And then August 1st, we get the ground running. That's, that's always the goal is in the summer is we kind of ramp up July. I tell the parents, hey, July, try to schedule. Don't schedule any vacation. July 1, we're starting. August 1, no vacation. Because I want to get to August 1, and I want to be running. Mm -hmm. I don't want to walk into it. We're going to run, and then that kind of sets the tone for the season more than anything. So, yeah, it's a, we went, most of the stuff will be – June we'll do a couple open fields here and there. I'll probably do a bunch of cast practices or senior practices, which are great because I let the seniors – the practice and most of the time I see the seniors they play on the same drills that I've done in, in the previous years and so I'm like all right it's or they're like coach hey what do you what does this drill do like how do you do this and I'm like and I explain it oh okay so it's this drill and it's great to see them do the same things that we've done so that shows me at least we're having some type of impact on them so that's kind of what we do um I try to in the summer I don't want to be as too hands-on especially in June I want to just let the girls develop that team chemistry, develop that team rapport, and get the seniors to kind of develop that leadership more than anything else. And that's what futsal, the, the seniors will pick teams, they'll organize it, they'll create the rules. I'm just going to, I organize the, the dates. That's it. And I just kind of sit there and watch. The one thing too, that you, I can hear when you talk about your program and coaching is just lots of energy, passion, like you just love the opportunity to coach. Where does that come from? Is that just something you've always been kind of, or like, I know teaching, like I'm a teacher as well. There's nothing quite like teaching. It's being a parent is a huge, like that made a huge impact and changed me uh, and changed my coaching personally. But what, where does all of this, like just this drive to, to be so successful, where does that come from? Dude, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I had a coach, I had a, I had a baseball coach once I was talking to him 
And, and I was talking just like this. And he's like, man, you have lots of energy. Are you always like this? I'm like, yeah. I mean, if I love something, if I'm passionate about something, I, I just have a lot of energy. And I tell the girls all the time, I don't, I hear my students, I don't drink coffee. I've never had a, an ounce of coffee in my life. This is me without coffee. Just imagine if I had coffee, <laughs> I'm going to be bouncing off the walls. I just, if, if I'm really focused on something, if I really want to see something succeed, I'm going to put this much energy in. And I, and, and I hopefully the girls realize and my students realize that this is the energy that I'm going to put in. I expect you to do the same thing. And so, yeah, it's just trying to, you know, see the, see them do the best that they can be every day. And I don't know where it comes from. I just, I don't know if I got it from my, my parents, my, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the, I love the idea though, of you're almost like a role model for like, look, I'm going to put the time in. I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to continually be looking for opportunities. Like I'm on Twitter, I'm on this, I'm always learning um, types of things. How, how big is, is quote unquote still learning for you as a coach? Oh man, it's huge. We came up, um, well, we didn't come up with it, but a few years ago, our, our, I'm at my school, they talked about the, the growth mindset and that just like, that just blew my mind open. And I just constantly need to keep learning. And I, I, I don't want to be, I've always said this. I do not want to be that teacher who just puts his feet up on the desk and go, go do your assignment. You're done. Or the coach just rolls the balls out. Hey, this is what we're doing. Go do it. No, I can't do that. I got to be, I got to be learning constantly. Like I, I know I don't know everything. And I want, and no, I know I don't learn everything, but I want to know everything. So it's constantly, I, I love Twitter, just looking through the drills, like the Sunday shares that the English coaches do love that stuff, <laughs> seeing stuff on Instagram, love it. And it's just bothered me. I can't, I don't have an outlet right now to show the girls, Hey, this is the drill I just saw. Let's do this drill or just that type of thing. It's, it, I, I just want to keep learning. I don't want to be complacent at all in anything I do and it, it's really bothers me some like <laughs> my wife always think always can tell when I'm not coaching because she's like man you're just you're cleaning up the house you're doing all this stuff like <laughs> you're missing coaching really bad aren't you like and I'm like yeah I mean I'm coaching my daughter's basketball team two days a week but still it's like like yesterday I literally sat home fell asleep at 5 30 in the afternoon for a nap and I'm like I'm not used to this I, I need to go I need to do something. <laughs> the transition is hard from going, 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 yeah. going. And then it's yeah. so quickly over. That's something I wanted to ask too. What is, how has uh, your wife dealt with this kind of like overly <laughs> just hyper-focused coach that she has as a husband? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> beginning of our relationship, it was definitely hard. I, I definitely the Franklin Heights years, she was definitely, it was definitely difficult on her. Um, especially with the kid when our kids were younger. Now that our kids are a little older, she kind of understands that this is who he is. I'm not going to see him for a little bit. Mm -hmm. She just requests that I go on a couple dates with her here and there, and and I'm like, all right, that's cool. I mean, during the tournament run, we had a we had a date every Friday night of the tournament run. So I'm like, I'm superstitious. I'm like, I, we have to keep doing this. We're going to go out for a date every Friday night now. So she knows that when so when soccer's over, it's she's got me for. A couple months and then baseball hits so she she knows she's got me for some time but um she knows that I'm doing things good for the girls and that I'm always going to be there but she's very patient and I really 100% appreciate it like I don't know where I would be without this I mean for our regional 
was it regional finals, she took uh, my son, who's a sophomore, and seven of his friends who are sophomores in our van to the game. And I'm like, honey, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you just took eight, seven or eight sophomore boys. You're insane. But she handled it. She was great. She, she was like out there in the game. Like, we won the district final. I'm looking around. All of a sudden, boom, there's my wife right there. I didn't know she was there. She, she's there, very supportive. Um, I love having her out there. She's like definitely my biggest fan. She's also my deaf. My, so tell me, hey, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do that? So it's, um, but she's been awesome about it. She's been great. Uh, I love having her at the games uh, and getting her feedback from it as well. That is so awesome to hear. Uh, Scott, I've really enjoyed this chat. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. I appreciate you being on the episode. This is Kieran with Coach's Corner Chats, and I'm out. Oh, hold up. I forgot to ask a question. We're not going to shut it down yet. <laughs> hey, if people want to connect okay. with you, um, what's one of the best ways for them to connect with you um, and keep kind of following you and Bexley? Uh, my email address is scott.james. It's two T's, S-C-O-T-T dot James at Bexley, B-E-X-L-E-Y dot U-S is my email. Uh, Twitter, I'm Coach James 25. Uh, on Instagram, I think I'm Coach James 25 too. It's very you know, shocking. So yeah, it's follow me there. Um, I try to do inspirational quotes on Twitter every once in a while. Uh, Instagram, I just post pictures of me and my family. That's pretty much all I do. I'm not that exciting. <laughs> well, I will share all of that information in the the show notes and what have you. But again, I appreciate you hopping on. This was awesome to kind of hear some of the backstory because I was following it on Twitter and the run that you kept making. And we kind of talked maybe a month ago, you had shown interest in chatting yeah. and then you all kept winning. And I was like, Oh, this is so cool. He's <laughs> getting put off, but I love it. Cause it's for a good reason. Well, thanks Karen. I appreciate it. It was great talking to you as well. All right. Hey, I'll actually shut it down for real this time. This is Coach's <laughs> corner chats with Scott James and I'm out. Peace. A big shout out to King and Fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at kingandfifth.com.